Welcome back to another episode of Sketch Nerds, where we break down sketch comedy. What works, what doesn't work, what we like, what we don't like, and why. Today, we are going to be discussing sketches from Key and Peel, and next time on Lonnie. You can find information about this podcast, as well as the sketches we are going to be discussing at badmedicinecomedy.com slash sketchnerds. Joining me as co-hosts today is Layla Dreesey. Hello. Julian Morgan. Hello. And I'm Andy Weld. Today, we are happy to have on as a guest, Nancy Safavi. Nancy, how are you today? I'm good. How are you? Doing well. Nancy, can you tell us about your background in comedy? Sure. Um, so about uh, around 2009, September actually, uh, I uh, signed up for my first improv class and uh, the bug bit me. And so by July of 2010, I had formed an improv team. And by the December 2010, I had started producing comedy variety shows. Um, and now I'm the owner of uh, Lit Comedy, which is a comedy theater in Washington, D.C. that offers um, classes and shows in all forms of comedy. So sketch, stand-up, um, all types of improv. And um, I direct teams there. I perform there. I produce the stuff there and uh, the stuff, uh, which means everything. <laughs> uh, and uh, I also write myself. So, And so you also put on a festival every year, right? Oh and my can goodness, you tell us yes. about the festival? <laughs> yes, that is part of it, which Bad Medicine has uh, always performed in. Yes. Um, back in uh, June 2011, I had uh, done a run of shows at the Woolly Mammoth uh theater company in their rehearsal hall and then that has eventually evolved to what is now Lit Fest um, and we have uh, headliners from Chicago, New York and uh, very many talented DCX perform in that festival. Yes. How could I forget to mention that? That's such a huge part of what the theater does. That's yeah. why I, it's why I prepare for these shows. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, so I, I actually I was thinking about this earlier. Laugh Index Theater, what's the origin of that name? Okay, so my improv team's name is Hot and Sweaty. Yep. Uh, so it was it was uh, formed in the you know the summer months. So uh, that name came to be. Um, and one of the things that was happening with Hot and Sweaty is we were doing more than just improv. So we were doing sketch. Um, and so we were really a, a comedy team, as I like to call it. And what happened was. I was doing so much of the producing for that team that it wasn't really any longer like hot and sweat, like hot and sweaty presents our improv show or the sketch. It was really me producing it. And I knew I wanted to produce more and multiple teams. So um, laugh index is similar to heat index. Okay. So then it there became the producer of uh, hot and sweaty. So then that became its, and then, there were other teams that I started managing and producing as a part of that too. And so if you notice, actually, most of the lit teams have some sort of like heat or, or light inspired uh, team names. That's good. I, I'd never yeah. noticed that before. Yeah. <laughs> so thermal yeah. runaway. And it helps that lit yeah. has become like a, a, a slang term or at least uh, a, yeah. a very common <laughs> slang term. That kind of worked out in your favor. Yeah, it like probably, I don't think it really was probably. Um, well, no, it's interesting. Ago, it? yeah. I had always, well, I had called it Laugh Index, but I always knew at some point in time that I wanted it to be a full-fledged theater company. So I always knew that like if I added the T, it would be like lit. Or if I wanted to have like a film component, it would be lif or, you know. I so, see, sure. Yeah, so I had always, I had always sort of envisioned it eventually just being 
lit. Yes. Well, Nancy, can you introduce our first sketch for the day? Sure. So um, as a Texan, uh, I love football. What's um, your Texas? Are you Cowboys, Texans? Oh, of course. Cowboys. Yes. So right. now I no longer get to be on the show, right? <laughs> where, where, no, where, where, where in Texas, though? I am from Arlington, Texas, Arlington, which is Texas. the home of the Dallas yeah. Cowboys Stadium. Yes. I'm um, from El Paso. Are you really? Yeah. I never knew that about you. Yeah. So are you a Cowboys fan? No. Oh. <laughs> it's because he hates America and they're America's team. <laughs> yeah, they are America's team. Breaking my heart. Um, so, yes. So, in honor of football season, I have picked the Key and Peele uh, East-West uh, sketch. <laughs> Here's a clip. Let's meet the players from the West. Equine Ducklings. Indiana University, Purdue University, Indianapolis. Da Historius, La Mistorius, Utah State University. Iwakonia Sigourneth Jr. Steen, Oklahoma State University. Exquisite Team, Buble Schwinslow, University of Nebraska. Hukalakanaka, Hakanaka Hikaluka Hukahakafaka, University of Hawaii. All right, Nancy, why did you bring the sketch to us? You mentioned football season, but mm-hmm. what is about this sketch that you really like? So, um, one of the things that I liked doing as a writer, um, one of the things like I teach is uh, a list, uh, yeah. you know? List uh, yeah, the list yeah. sketch. Definitely. Yeah, and so this is a, uh, a classic. I get, well, is it a classic? Uh, but it is I think a, it's a classic, it's a classic at this classic, point. Yeah. It's a yeah, classic it's a list classic sketch. At this point. Okay. Um, it's a classic list sketch, right? Yeah. And so, and it's interesting because I think a lot of times um, as a writer um, or when I work with other writers, they're like, oh, how many, how many things should I list? And it's always like, well, I mean, list as much as you want to, right? The more right. specific you get, um, specificity is a key to comedy, uh, I always say. And it's interesting because with this list, like each of those names is and there's like 32 jokes you yeah. know what i mean yeah. Yeah, yeah. um and they're all very good and they have um some sort of meaning and and honestly they made two more after that right so i mean they're like listing in the hundreds by that point and what's yeah. fascinating to me uh again sort of as a writer is so we know that all sketches go through a rewrite process right right we do yeah yes of course i think some people <laughs> overlook that Mine right don't, yeah oh julian julian yes. re- heavily resists the editing process <laughs> rewrite golder it's nothing <laughs> yeah but then like to me i begin to wonder okay so they had a hundred that they ended up putting on film how many actually of those like those so those are the ones that made the cut how many were yeah, actually we like up, on yeah. uh on the floor, cu- cutting room floor. Yeah, 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 yeah 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 so then i thought it would be fun if like we tried to guess what the names were that didn't make the cut but I don't that know, would be fun no, you know but. what that might be a good thing to say for how we rate the sketches so um julian what makes an effective list sketch first of all like um heightening's already embedded in it it's just a matter of like what can you, what what you can imagine and um for this particular sketch um you get like one thing that's really fun about this sketch is that is that you get really more bang for your buck it's just like you go joke 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 joke, joke. Oh my God, Andy! What are you... I just was holding in a sneeze, so oh, I had yeah. to plug my I nose and close my doing. mouth. But okay. it looked horrifying yeah. to everyone else. Yeah. No, I, I, I literally thought you were going to throw up. Yeah, yeah. So, 
Uh, that uh, all right, no, missing. yeah. So that's the key to a list sketch: is me sneezing. Um, <laughs> yeah, you just like um, you, you create a world in the out in the very beginning, uh, which is like probably like two or three lines, so the audience knows what's going on, and then you just go joke for joke, and it's uh, that's one of the f- most fun things about a, a, a list sketch. Layla, is a list sketch hard to be an actor in? Um, do you feel do you feel limited by a list sketch I as think an actor? If it's filmed, probably not. If it's live, it's probably harder because the timing is really important. That like switch back to back to back to back to back, and then just like the consistency and the deliverance for this one too, without laughing. Yeah. <laughs> no, absolutely. And and this sketch is interesting. I think like as Nancy said, there are thirty some odd jokes in this, um, and they come one after another. And I think it's easy on your first watch to miss jokes, mm-hmm. and you know. Nancy, when you're directing something and you're putting a show together and you know it's a, uh, a, you know, whether it's an improv act or a sketch that is going to, I mean, it's tough to plan with improv, mm-hmm. but a sketch that has like bang, 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 bang jokes, are you consciously directing the actors to put in time in between jokes so the audience gets everything? Is it okay for the audience to lose some jokes because it's just so jam-packed with jokes? How do you approach that? Oh, well, that's an interesting question. So uh, from the perspective of the audience, I always feel like the audience can assume jokes that are not there. Um, How do you mean by that? So um, sometimes, like, if you have... um, Hmm. um, I'm trying to think of an example right now off the top of my head. But if, if you're doing a sketch... Sometimes the joke isn't just what is said. It's something visual that Mm -hmm. somebody is doing. So, um, for instance, you can have like a sketch where something takes place in the office. And then um, one of the jokes that they are saying is like, you fired this guy and yet he's still here. Um, And and then the boss says, well, I think we should still all sing happy birthday to him because celebrating birthdays are very important. And this is actually an example from sketch night. Um, So then as they're, you know, singing the song happy birthday to this guy who's just been fired and and still uh, forced to be in the office for this moment you know two of the other actors are then like one of them is kind of touching another one provocatively and then the guy is like throwing his hand away because it's two men um so like that in that essence is a visual joke Mm -hmm. that isn't a joke that is written um and so when i work with my actors i'm always telling them make choices everything is is a gift and everything means something and you never just want to be in this position where you're just like set up punchline this is the joke you always want to be in the world of like i am a character and i think it's harder for sketch um actors versus like you know theater play actors because sketch you don't have as much time to like continually rehearse and you don't have the depth that you do like in a play where it's like oh this is my character's motivation and this is his narrative arc and this is his like super objective you know it's sketchy it really is like you're just playing a joke to its fullest in in heightening but i still work with the actors like we are doing like a shakespearean play of like you know the tenants are the same the the listening (laughs) the staying in the moment all of that yeah that is really important though like um and we try to do that too when we're writing uh we try to allow room for actors to find their own Mm -hmm. thing but yeah just having the focus on that is is really important um, and like you said, though, like um, you'll create jokes that are there mm-hmm. because the the characters are playing them. 
Mm-hmm. So like for me, there's like three jokes in this sketch where it's the visual element, mm-hmm. like you said. Right. It's they're they're like like so like they're all black first of all, and then except d- for the, except the button, guy. yeah, except <laughs> for the button, except for the button. But like each each person has like a a, a different look to them. Maybe they look more, mm-hmm. look more rugged, look more you know rough. The school they went to is another is another joke, mm-hmm. and and then their name. Mm-hmm. So like, a, so it's a three part. Yeah. So one. like, mm-hmm. and the audience might not get that because like, mm-hmm. they're really just focusing on the person's crazy name. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, see, and that's interesting because I think the audience assumes something, which is also what makes that button so funny at the end, because you've gone through thirty one names, so you're assuming like, okay, like the next one is going to be. Um, just like a longer university title or just like a longer name that just, you know, but then you like see this one white guy and it's John Smith, you know, Brigham Young. And it's just, it just kills me. Like, it's so funny. So brilliant. It's a great subversion of expectations. You've been set up so well and then you get to the other thing. And that's a crazy thing when you have list sketches is like, how do you end them? Because (laughs) like, uh, Mm -hmm. that, that, I feel like that, well, it's it's a challenge for any sketch, but like for a list sketch, Right. In particular, it's it's awesome because like you're just because you're, you're like really... what what can be better than this last thing that I did? Right. It's got to be the, the highest of the high at that point. Right. right? I feel like the, yeah. those button and list sketches usually need to like subvert the list or mm-hmm. just kind of like pull the rug out from under it. So it's yeah. it hasn't been following the it, it like right. It's it maybe another thing, but yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, Andy, does that answer your question? Do you mind repeating the question? No, sure. So the yeah. initial question, you know, this is this is yeah. fine. I like to make sure I answered the question. No, and I, and I think you did. And, and this, I, no, Andy's really happy right now because, like, I never like people never really answer the question. Oh no, yeah, no, I really. And he spends a lot of time. Spend, yeah. No, well, I, I definitely don't spend a lot of time <laughs> thinking and writing these questions. Um, no, so the question was the when so. you when you have a sketch that's jam packed with jokes and right. it's really bum ba bum ba bum. Mm-hmm. Where do you make the decision to either say? It's okay that some of these jokes are going to get lost, or we should make sure that all of these jokes get heard. Mm-hmm. Uh, is mm-hmm. that something? Is it a sketch-specific decision? Is it a philosophical approach generally? Okay, yes, I think that you is. I want to hear this, and Layla, as an actor, I want to hear what you think of this as well. Okay, okay. Julian, I don't care about you. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Okay, so that's interesting. So yes, that was your original question. So see, I did divert off topic. Um, so it, yeah, <laughs> it's um, it's fascinating to me because I feel like it absolutely depends on the sketch and the type of sketch, and by that I mean the type of medium. So, um, so this is clearly a filmed sketch as opposed to like a live sketch. So in a filmed sketch, I actually think it's more imperative that each and every single one of those jokes is so tight, which is why I'm fascinated by what didn't make the cut. Um, for live sketch, I actually feel it's okay if some of them, they don't all have to land the same or not everyone has to like, not every joke within the list sketch has to yield the laugh, Mm -hmm. but the audience does have to be engaged as you're going through the list. So we have a sketch in Hot and Sweaty that we do called The Rock Collector. Actually, I think you guys have seen it, right? I think so, probably, yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. And uh, we just did it at Fringe and like um, I played the part of The Rock Collector and um, and I'm on this date and um, uh, my date is trying to guess like all the different supervillains I could be. (laughs) 
And um, and so one of the things that we had to do in there is like, and I think some of them are super funny and I think some of them are just a matter of like establishing the pattern. Mm-hmm. Um, and so this is also another thing that I, 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 when I work with writers and I work with students, I'm telling them like, not everything always needs to get the laugh. Sometimes you just gotta do the setup so then when you do get the laugh for something else, it's it's earned it and it's that much more exponential, what is it, uh, multiplied, like the effect is better, yeah, yeah, right? Yeah. So by the time I get to the la- that built. last yeah. one, the audience is dying. But for right. the first couple, they're just trying to figure out. What's going on. Yeah, and yeah. I also feel like that's the difference too between a live sketch and a film sketch. Like in a live sketch, you know, you're working to build that energy within the room. And so first you got to build that buy-in where I think you don't have to do that with film. I think immediately you can just cut mm-hmm. and they're, mm-hmm. they're in. Does that make sense? I know, it definitely yeah. does. But uh, you guys, uh, you guys do more and more films, so uh, we do. Yeah, we do do a fair yeah. amount of film sketches, um, but I don't think we filmed a list sketch. I'm not sure oh, we've really? done sure. any yeah. filmed list sketches. Uh, For uh, list sketch was filmed that has like a list too. Yeah. I, and again, it was just so different because we're like, well, what do we think is funny? Because we don't have an audience to test this yeah. on. Yeah, right. Oh, audience to test this on. No, <laughs> no, it's fine. <laughs> Layla, can you talk about that kind of that question of getting having jokes be heard or not heard as an actor? Well, from being in the writer's room, Andy, I think this question maybe lands with you because you're always trying to stitch in 90s jokes into everything. Well, let's not. <laughs> no. And, 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 and it's a real conversation because I mean, I, I don't how many times, how many times you've heard like some weird big pun? Like, yeah. Isaiah but, wrote the big pun sketch. But, okay. but to support that, <laughs> to support that, because we'll hash it out for way too long, whether or not the audience is going to get it or not get it. Yeah. Um, when I watch the sketch, ninety uh, percent of it's lost on me. I don't watch sports, so my note here is unrecognizable from real sports ball, except for Hingle McCringleberry. <laughs> so, like, when it comes to jokes, like. The university that they're coming from. Half the time, I like I couldn't tell you if half of them were real or not. I was not paying. No, attention. like half of them aren't real. Yeah, <laughs> so yeah, yeah, I think that's yeah. what makes it beautiful. Yeah. Like, yeah. do you? Or they're know not football it, schools, yeah. thing, which is yeah. really gonna yeah. you're which, really gonna miss which that. I'm totally yeah, gonna yeah. miss yeah. that. Um, um, which I was okay with. The other note here I have is eyes. So like yeah. going back to like the actor part of it, even if I had no nothing about sports, I caught like this weird Dingleberry joke, and then. It's just this like highly focused sort of like catatonic, I have 17 concussions like stare into the camera that was really getting me like hooked the whole time. So some jokes can fly past the viewer, but the the sketch in general can still be very engaging if like other like physical things are attached to it or other kinds of poop jokes. These are my favorite things. (laughs) Yeah, (laughs) jokes always they they do that even in the later uh, versions of it where they like their their name is just like unaudible. It's like where they just like <laughs> they just scream. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah, like, yeah, yeah. I'm yeah. sorry, but the one where it's like e, like that's a total callback to Splash and Daryl Hannah like smashing the TVs. Right? Yeah, Everybody I else saw so. that. That's I where did Kim not get that. were exactly. I he was like, just right screaming. There. I think <laughs> um, <laughs> me too. I thought he was just screaming. Yeah. I'm just What's joking, guys. Too? I'm just joking. Uh, I see Splash and everything. Yeah. So so I think um the 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 one thing I wanted to add to that kind of like when you're listening and when you're telling jokes in the rhythm, that what I always tell people, like when I'm directing something or, you know, 
acting in something, what I'm listening for is the laugh curve, which I think is a very tangible mm -hmm. thing that when you're on stage, you can hear. Mm -hmm. It's almost a bell curve. Mm -hmm. And people will start laughing and you hear the laugh rise and you tell the second joke when you've, after you've heard the fall. Mm -hmm. you, it, it reaches it pe it, its peak and it starts to come down and maybe like halfway down is when you tell the next joke. Is That's when you, mm -hmm. that's how I think about it in terms of trying to maximize both the audience's enjoyment and keeping up on the rhythm of yeah. what's going on. Yeah, that's actually really interesting. So, um, I learned this from one of my directors that uh, Noel Coward, uh, he would actually say that you needed to uh, work through the laughs, meaning still give your lines, even if the audience is laughing. Mm. And I think, uh, yes, like sometimes we, we train our performers like, hey, wait for the laugh before you say something else so that the audience can hear you one, but so that they can like truly process it. So I do think it's kind of fascinating of, you know, especially from the point of view of the director, like when do I tell them to like just keep saying the list and the audience will eventually get that they have to stop laughing to like listen to the list or when and do I tell them like that's after a, each one. Like, th and that, that's a crazy thing between like video and live versus like mm -hmm. a list sketch like this works because like you can like do your jokes all the way through and then people will be able to like go back and watch the thing again to, to find new jokes. Mm -hmm. So like the, that's why the schools they go to those the, those are all like secondary funny things that they can actually latch onto. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and you know what's uh, fascinating to me too is like um, when you watch these Key and Peel videos, they're always like an advertisement for watch our show, yeah. you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I it's hard for me to watch sketches now and not think from the point of view as a producer or like a director. You know what I mean? Sure. Um, so I'm always like, uh, how much money did they spend on this? Like. I, like so they do these videos like how many people watch their videos but not the actual live show um and then like yeah, yeah. we do videos like do people actually come to our live shows here in dc like you know <laughs> yeah. this podcast is brought to you by the sketch comedy troupe bad medicine dc's best sketch comedy about the worst of humanity visit badmedicinecomedy.com for more information about live shows workshops, t-shirts for people who love comedy. Introducing our second sketch today, it's Julian. Yo, okay, so yeah, I brought this sketch. I, 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 follow, I followed this a uh, few years ago. It's called uh, Next Time on Lonnie. I just happened just, I, actually, I, th I, think, I think I found it through uh, Split Cider, uh, which is a comedy magazine. If you're not looking at it, just check it out. And uh, it's a genius show. It's a parody sketch. Or a parody show, really, but each episode is like a its own sketch, and um, every episode takes place in the preview for the next episode, and I just absolutely love it. Here's a clip. Next time, after that time, on Lonnie. Even though I took pleasure in watching the Bardock Seeds destroy Gorblox's ship, it was still this moment where in the back of my mind I was like, oh, your wife Shamrax is on that ship. She she died. My girlfriend Bethany was on Earth when you when you blew that up and she died. And I knew that it was a moment kind of where Gorblax and I were having were like finding this common ground. But he is still an asshole. All this and more on Lonnie. All right, Julian, why did you bring that sketch today? Um, I, I brought it because it's, it's so interesting and innovative 
And I honestly, like, it's like the, the idea of it, it just like, it's really inspiring for me. I don't know. To take something like, to, so I, I can't stand format sketches. So like, um, yeah. I can't stand um, format sketches like uh, commercial sketches or uh, talk show sketches. And uh, this is a parody sketch and um, it's able to do, it's able to do something so interesting within the confines of its format. And I just love it for that. Now, normally I'm the one that asks this question, but you actually emailed this question when you sent the sketch out. Is yeah. this a sketch? Yeah, 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 yeah. Because the reason I asked that question was because one, it like um, it, it 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 follows an arc and then ties it in at the end. So when mo- most sketches, they like uh, they, it, it, it's like an escalation and then it kind of caps off at the climax. Whereas this one kind of um, goes back to the goes back to its like original setting, so that, that that's why I was like, is this a sketch? I think it is mm-hmm. because like it escalates really fast, and then um, it's supposed to tie off at the end when it when when it, when it reaches its highest point. But then this one circles back to its starting point. Yeah, I, I think it's a sketch. I know I'm always the the first one to say I don't think this is a sketch, but I think this is a sketch um, to be sure. But I think you hit on an important thing that. I want to ask Layla about Layla. This is the this is an episode in a series of things. Um, next time on Lonnie, how important is context to a sketch like this? If we didn't know this was part of a series and someone just showed this to you, would that detract from your enjoyment of this? Or how like the context? Um, how does context matter? So in this instance, no. Like I'd never seen the series, and I watched it, and I felt like I understood. I, I understood what I would be getting into if I had started the series and this like excerpt was enough to like kind of give me a really good example of w- who this person was what their style of comedy was I understood what was happening in the scenes like it was very clear-cut I don't think the context mattered in this one yeah and, and the also this show doesn't give you any context it's just like uh, like the first episode it doesn't it, it doesn't uh, lead you into what it's doing it just says this is what we're doing and then boom go off from there it was a little confusing in my notes i have nice guy and then gross because she's like i like to wake up and write music and i was like what am i watching right now (laughs) and then it just kind of ends and you start to see credits and then i and then all of a sudden i have a big note that just says wtf when the spaceship comes (laughs) where's the fudge yeah so i was like i i was confused like i was like where is this going it's ending already what yeah and then it just like reopens again with <laughs> right. some like crazy nonsense which is and then ends with the shared trauma <laughs> it's like the best <laughs> and i thought actually what i made the other note was reminds me of the post-elliptic post-apocalyptic hellscape dating i thought that's yeah. where which it was is a like, sketch that julian wrote right i thought it was where it's leading it's, it's like where are these two people yeah. now in context of this new world my sketch that I wrote was not based on that, but after performing it in the show we just did, I, uh, I, I definitely, uh, it definitely made me think of next time on Lonnie that I want to bring to this, uh, wh- which I love because like every episode is completely different. It starts off the same way. He's with, he's on a date with a girl, and he's he has the, he has the. Um, oh, every episode starts with a date. Yeah, yeah. Every episode <laughs> starts with a date. Yeah, he's every episode starts with a date. And um, he always says that line, um, which I guess turned into a running joke throughout the series. I, I think they did like one or two. And then um, 
What's the line? The line is, um, you you look really pretty, you know that? So, oh, my God. Yeah, that was when I wrote gross, I'm remembering. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And then it just, like, turns. And like it's so funny to just, like, have, like, this normal, which is the parody of, like... Um, the Bachelor or something. Yeah, or reality TV. Yeah, some um, It's just, like, a normal thing, and then all of a sudden just something crazy happens. Yeah, yeah I don't think it's a sketch. Why not? Ooh. Yeah, um, it's narrative in nature, which you can have narrative sketch, but it's long. Right. It's a part of a bigger story, and so it sounds to me like I don't. I'm not familiar with the show, but it sounds like what? It's like a 30 minute. It's a. It's a. No, they're all this length. No, no, no. Yeah, no, no, no. But the whole entire show is 30 minutes. Oh, yeah. And this it's, is just the end of each no, show. No, no, but, this but, is the whole show. What, what Nancy's saying is that like um, the entire series is probably like. 30 minutes or whatever. I'd say it's probably like like maybe like, yeah, it's probably, it's probably like 30 minutes or 20 minutes, something like that. But each episode is completely different from the previous one. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But, but each episode is only five minutes long. Right. Like this sketch. Right. Also, it's, it's not connected. And that's why, because it does have a narrative element. And that's why I brought the question up, like, is this a sketch mm-hmm. um, as a narrative element? Basically, each episode happens in its own, in its own world. So that's mm-hmm. why I thought... But it's still the same character, Lonnie, interacting with that entire world. Yeah. 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 I'm going to go with, I think it's... um, Can you call it a character sketch then? No, because it it goes over time. So at that point in time, it's no longer a sketch. Like it's a, it's a narrative sitcom or a narrative series. Like it's, it's... It's continuous in nature, right? So also, also the, like the, when I the think second of like, season, oh, go for it. Uh, yeah. the, the the second season starts to become like uh, more connected. The third season starts to become more connected. So like it, it is like a mm-hmm. you, you like you start to establish what's canon and what's not yeah. with the show. So. Yeah, and like one of the things is that like if you watch feature length movies, right? Um, especially comedies, you'll see segments where it was like, this was clearly a sketch. And then what they did was they took a bunch of sketches and melded the narrative through line for the movie. We talked about how the Marx Brothers did that on a recent episode. Yeah, yeah. well, yeah. actually, I, did, I, not, I was not thinking of that in particular, but I was thinking of um, like Neighbors um, with Seth Rogen. Mm-hmm. Um, but when you start to watch these comedies, you know, uh, one of the things I use as an instructional um, DVD is Horrible Bosses. Uh, so, especially for my Herald teams, because the first 25 minutes of Horrible Bosses is like a Herald. Um, so, uh, you know, I, I feel that once you begin to watch use, that shit. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> once you begin to use um, a sketch premise and connect it in a longer, you know, once we're going past five, six, ten minutes, we're no longer in sketch. Now. How long was that sketch? Three and a half minutes. Three, yeah, three and a half minutes. But they connect. So once these three and a half minutes get added and they're connecting and they're creating a bigger world, like. So like, it's it's a documentary about the same person. Mm-hmm. So like to what Nancy's saying, it's a documentary about the same person, um, just going through different crazy shit. Uh, so like, yeah, like. Is it a sketch? I mean, what about, like, like, I, like that segment is probably a sketch. Port, Portlandia, yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't know. Or the Kroll Show, right? Or like well, any- the Kroll Show has been considered like a kind of well, I guess. Uh, what's that fucking guy's name? <laughs> Nick Kroll. No, uh, no, 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 no. The the other guy, John Mulaney. No, the other oh, guy. I love John um, Mulaney. Host of. Uh, Jimmy Fallon? <laughs> can we talk about Jimmy Fallon? Mm. We cannot. We can never talk about Jimmy Fallon. <laughs> Not after never. what he did. Sorry about your breakup, Julie. 
Well, you know what? He was emotionally abusive. He was great. Jesus. No. Yeah, you know what? Just yeah. kidding. I don't know anything about slander. <laughs> Ever since he stopped drinking. Okay, never Let's, mind. Okay. <laughs> um, so, <laughs> um, uh, Seth Meyers talked said uh, Kroll Show was, and that's why I've, I, I, I do have some uh, sketches I wanted to bring for a Kroll Show, but um, he called it um, sketchuational, sketchuational comedy. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I see that. So, which is, this is on the same length. We're like, is it sketch or is it like, just a, a fucking situation mm-hmm. where someone is a, a character's dropped in the world, kind of thing. Oh, that's fair. Let's um let's get into other elements of this sketch um, or this piece of video. Uh, <laughs> piece of video. Nancy, I think this uh, applies both to sketch and improv, and frankly to all comedy. Um, mm-hmm. How do you create and define a world when you only have three minutes to do it? Hmm. Specificity character point of view and uh, the establishing what's in that environment. Um, like in terms of object work or is it more Yeah, if we're else? talking improv, we're talking object work, um, we're talking about specificity and labeling it, and we're talking about the character filter So, in their point of view. So they say something that goes through that filter. So um, if you're doing an improvised scene and you're all under water and you're fish, then it's, you know, you're doing the physicality of being in the fish and then somebody is talking about like I don't want to be part of this school and then we know that you know uh, through that sort of language that they're in this <laughs> environment so a drowning classroom yeah yeah, yeah drowning clownfish it'd be school. kind of crazy if like a fish was like decided they don't want to be part of this school anymore right? <laughs> it's so yes, emotional yes, and so, yes. yeah, yeah. <laughs> finding Nemo right yeah. he didn't want to yeah. didn't want to be part of the school so I would say those things um, in sketch I would say the easiest way to do it is the visual with the props and the costumes, right? Uh, is this a literal answer to the question? Uh, no, that's fine. Yeah, no, <laughs> literal. It's not. <laughs> but I think in writing, I think what really, um, if you're writing sketch, what really does it, and they use this in improv too, is like, if that's true, then what else is true about this world? So just really... Um, Sometimes one of the things I'll do is like I'll write the sketch, but then I'll have this like side sheet of paper where I'll just like write out everything that is visually uh, in that world so that they and my my imagination um, is sort of a little bit more organized when I go back and then like block that sketch or something. Does that make sense? Yeah, absolutely. That's literally what I do. That's literally what I do. (laughs) I'm not going to lie. I literally do that. All right, it's time for final thoughts. Nancy, as the guest, can you come up with a rating system for how we rate these sketches today? Yes, I think we should use one of the key and peel football player names. So my favorite, personally, is the artist formerly known as Moose Cop. Okay, so you want us to use names from the sketch rather than making up our own names for it. No, I want us to make up names. This is so confusing. Mouse Cop, not Mouse Moose Cop. Cop. Okay. Mouse Cop. The artist formerly known as Mouse Cop. And um, I want us to make up names and see if they're better than that one. Better than that one. Okay, I like yeah, that. So, so that's, that's the, the baseline. That's yeah. the baseline. So it's like. All right. Everything starts there. Uh, Layla, why don't you go first? <laughs> Throw her under the bus. Labial McFluffins. Woo! I like it. Rickshaw hand grenade. 
Julian? Uh, the name I give this sketch, it's really great. Uh, it, like, it it, 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 it it heightens to a degree where, like, it gets to a point where, like, how can you end this? And they end it beautifully. Oh, uh, <laughs> so Happy ending is the name. <laughs> so, so the name I give it is um, this... I, I give it the name, okay, so the name I give it is the sound, a, um, the, 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 the sound, a, um, a someone eats like a, a really messy burrito. Just like the, that, that, yeah, that, 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 yeah, that, that's the name I give it. Okay. Just like, <laughs> All right, Nancy, what 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 made up name, name would you give this one? Um, I would give it the name of Andrew Garfield and Emma Stone should be a couple. That's a good name. Thank you. Uh, <laughs> and now for Lonnie's disastrous date. <laughs> Julian, what name would you give this sketch? I would get I mean, like it's just a masterclass on I said masterclass. I'm one of those people now. Um, but um, just it, don't say Lodestar. <laughs> um, but um, it's just like it just it's just how to like create something that's so original inside of a, a format is uh, that 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 that's that's one of the things I love about this sketch and uh, about this actual series. Um, so I I give it a a really th- th- like like the sound of a, a really wet fart. <laughs> Layla? Well, I wrote down a line from the sketch where it says, you were such an asshole (laughs) when he's talking about how the alien killed his girlfriend and now some other alien killed this alien's wife. So anyway, speaking of farts and assholes, (laughs) I would give it like a a silent killer because you don't know what's happening at first and then it gets you and you're like, oh, and you have to run out of the room. That's how I give it a silent killer. I would give it um, DeBrickashaw Ferguson because that's a real name of a football player. He was an offensive which, lineman. Which, which in, in, in the episode that this aired, they said like, they do, do I do believe they used DeBrickashaw yeah, as one of the did, names. Yeah, they did say DeBrickashaw. Yeah. But I, the reason I'm giving it that is because it's an interesting name but it's not crazy, totally crazy out there. Because I didn't love this one. Um, and that's how I'm trying to use a rating system through a name. I'm just making sure. I know. <laughs> uh, and Nancy, what would you give it? Um, I would give it the um, Just because that one is like such a non sequitur and so off kilter. And I feel like, number one, this is not a sketch by my standards. <laughs> Good. <laughs> Stick like, to your yeah, gun. Yeah, <laughs> It was a sketch used to do narrative, um, so that makes it narrative. Um, and then, uh, uh, and uh, and then, plus it had the aliens and the beams, so I just feel like, ee! like really, just embodies you know, that's that. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Thank you for joining us for another episode of Sketch Nerds. A special thanks to our guest Nancy Safavi. For being on today's show. Where can our listeners find you online, out in the world? First of all, I would like to say thank you for having me. Oh, thank Always you. got a lot of love for Bad Medicine. We love uh, Lit. Oh, thank you. Uh, so yeah, you can go to litcomedy.com and I have a page off there. Um, and you can find out more about me. 
But man, I would really love it if you found out more about everybody at my theater. They all work so hard for comedy. So, and that's uh, all at uh, lit.com? Or uh, lit what comedy is it? Litcomedy.com. Mm-hmm. Good to know. Listeners, please like, share, and subscribe. If you have a sketch you're interested in us breaking down, please send it to us. We'd love to do that. You can find out more about Sketch Nerds and Bad Medicine at badmedicinecomedy.com slash sketchnerds, where you can also find links to the sketches that we discussed today. You can find this podcast and previous episodes wherever you get your podcasts. For Nancy, Julian, and Layla, I'm Andy. Thanks for listening to Sketch Nerds. Yay! Thank you, Nancy. Thank you. So much fun. Good. This episode was produced by Isaiah Hedden and recorded in Washington, D.C. The closing music tracks were provided by SoundtrackForEverything.com. All clips in this podcast were used in compliance with the U.S. Copyrights Act Fair Use Exemption for criticism and commentary. The Sketch Nerds podcast is brought to you by the sketch comedy group Bad Medicine, D.C.'s best sketch comedy about the worst of humanity. For showtimes, videos, and funny t-shirts, please visit BadMedicineComedy.com.